Nick Nick said that was a dumb coffee place. You reckon? Yeah. Fuck. He texted me and said, oh, I suppose you want to go to that dumb coffee place. Oh, fuck. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. I love that place. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 38 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn hey. and Blake. Hey. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. It's been a while. Has been. Mm. Um, luckily, nothing has imp- has happened in the last four weeks in the world of gaming, right? I can't think of anything. Nothing. Nope. Great. Well, Uncharted yeah. so, came out. And, thanks uh, for listening. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> tune in <laughs> next week. Um, no. So let's, let's recap. In the last few weeks, we've had... Uh, we ourselves have launched... Uh, prophecy, which was the the big league that we'd been working on. Um, E three happened. Overwatch came out. Um, I hit legend in uh, Clash Royale, which Congrats. obviously is the most important. <laughs> of all oh, they definitely would have heard about that already. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was all probably, over. That would been on the, yeah, <laughs> it would have been on the Reddit. And <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Am I, am I missing anything? Um, there was like some games announced, I think. Yeah, well, E3 happened, so. <laughs> yeah, there would have been. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about, uh, let's start with Prophecy. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, let's start, we usually start with what we've been playing. What have you been playing? Um, I finished Uncharted. I don't know if I oh, talked cool. about that. How was yeah. it? It's good. I enjoyed it. Just, wow. Yep. It's, I, um, it's, it's, it's really good. How did it compare to GTA? Screw you, Nick. <laughs> no, genuinely, because um, it's yeah, it's good. It's, uh, they both push the graphical boundaries. And mm-hmm. Well, Uncharted does some really cool stuff, and I I like how they tie up the story and visually. Yes, it's very stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if if you own a PlayStation, you really should play that game. Yeah, the, yeah, they <laughs> yeah <laughs> they they do some really cool stuff with that game, and it gets um grim. It gets quite dark actually. Um, some some of the environments are pretty wicked. It's cool, cool. And then there's a Goonies moment there, which is uh, one-eyed Willie. They find <laughs> what? they find sloth. <laughs> the, the, there was the pirate in Goonies was called one-eyed Willie, which I always found yeah, he really was. funny. He was too, yeah, because <laughs> you know penis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that what it was a reference to? <laughs> I always assumed that was meant to be a a, a protracted yeah. penis joke. Yeah, in a in a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. When I really, there's no way. Was that that's a Disney dogs. movie? Huh? Was that a Disney movie? Because uh, Disney's known for hiding. Stuff I don't know in if it movies. was technically Disney. Uh, it might have been. Um, I think it was. Wasn't that Spielberg? Oh no, it was. Yeah, it was Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Um, but. Only if you if you saw it when you were really young. <laughs> yeah, it, I haven't it, watched it since. When you, when you watch it, if you haven't seen it when you're young and you watch it for the first time when you're old, it's like is it bad? This, is, this is average. I think it's a bit Princess Bride in that in that way. Princess Bride is still good. And I just watched that recently. Is it though? Because yeah. I also watched it recently, really? and I was like, Nah, it's great. This movie's real overrated. It's brilliant. Not real overrated. That sounds inconceivable to me. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, before I. <laughs> I uh, raised the ire of the entire internet for saying the Princess Bride is overrated. It is. Um, what have you been playing, Blake? Um, so I've been playing way too much Warhammer Total War. Yeah. Um, I I had a 
break off work. I had a, took a took a week off, and I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna play a bunch of games, finish Dark Souls, play some Solaris. It's funny because you you went away for about a week, and yeah. nobody. I don't think anybody knew you were on vacation, so I asked the fern. <laughs> I, I thought you were sick, <laughs> so you were really <laughs> sick, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, I got back, and everyone was <laughs> like, oh man, how, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm feeling fine. Refreshed. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> what right. a great holiday. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, I told the bosses like weeks ago that I was going to take a week off. Um, but yeah, I ended up just playing Warhammer the entire week. Wow. Um, and it's it's cool. Like, um, So I've played, uh, you know, I, I've talked about like Attila on uh, Total War Attila on here before and, yep. and Rome Total War. And um, those games are cool, but, like, they did not hook me the same way Warhammer did. And mm. I think it it straight up just is the fantasy setting, you know, like... Interesting. Like, um, well, and it, it's also funny because, like, um, the diplomacy stuff is exactly the same, but it's, it's again, more interesting because it's the fantasy setting. Yeah. Like, I, I can... It, it seems to be, to me, to be, like more interesting for like, oh my God, this dwarf faction has suddenly allied with these orcs. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> then like, oh, the Romans have allied with the Spartans. Isn't that, you know, I'm just like, well, sure. yeah, okay. cool. Fair yeah. enough. And it just, it just like, it's, it's definitely like a simplified version, you know, oh, because, really? because like these, I mean, like in the sense of um, like, uh, like diplomacy type of thing, yeah, that type of stuff. They like, cut it down? Um, no, no, it's it's the same. But I'm saying like, um, if you knew stuff about like history, I'm sure uh, you would be just as um, just as shocked to see like the Romans allied <laughs> with the Spartans, right? But they're mortal enemies. This yeah. doesn't make any yeah, sense. Exactly. If you're a fan of history, you'd be like, this is crazy. But like an, a- an average person probably doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's more simplified in Warhammer because they're two obviously distinct races right. that you can very clearly see. Orcs are horrible monster right. people and, and dwarfs are things. So I find it much easier to to um to to get excited about uh when it's like these these like clearly distinct races right, that right, are, right. you know. Um and um like that that stuff aside, like uh the um the gameplay is basically the same. And yet you're you're much more hooked. And and it's- yet I'm just way more hooked. It's just it's the exact same gameplay with like you you're you've got the overworld. Yep. And you're taking over territories. Yeah. Um, the races have like, uh, what's what's actually kind of different is like each race has sort of unique traits. So um, the the orcs, for example, they always have to be at war with someone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, internally, uh, the people will get annoyed at the leader at the leadership. Oh wow! And then they will start revolting and like. Rebel armies will start popping up in your land right. and fighting you as well as so you're incentivized else you. to be at war. Yeah, and they've got a few different like um, uh, like uh, states that your army can be in. Mm-hmm. So in previously, I I don't even think those were in previous um, total wars. Like mm-hmm. you can have um, one of the stances is just like encampment, right? And so that just means your troops are uh, uh, healing right. basically, relaxing. Yeah, but they you can't Lazy make troops. any other moves or anything like that. And yep. Well, one of the stances is like marching stance, so you can move further, but you can't actually engage in any combat. Mm-hmm. But one of the stances is raiding, and mm. what that means is that uh, 
you can go in like I, th- I think there are some like negatives but i because i hardly ever do it but if you're playing as like orcs you probably want to be doing that all the time but raiding you send an army into a um another territory it can even be your allies territory if you want mm-hmm. uh, you can do it to anyone that's not you and it generates income for you just being in the stance and like moving around not even attacking mm. settlements it'll generate income for you and take away income from from whoever territory you're yeah in. yeah and so as like the orcs um doing that is like prob- like their main way of like getting money wow yeah that's cool um i i saw uh nikolai one of the designers at ggg um playing on one of the work computers and he was uh doing a battle oh cool and, um, yeah I, I played some of the Total War games previously as well, um, and all historically based ones were, it uh, like I, I think I played Shogun Two, right? And um, like when you when you attack a castle, it's like there's this big open field, and mm. then there's like sort of choke points around the castle because there's yeah. walls, Gates and then and, and, and then and, yeah, you, yeah, you basically just have to move your army into the castle mm. and, and take it over that way, and um, there's some tactics around like getting through these choke points and stuff, but uh. It seems like the the Warhammer universe allows for much more grandiose uh, battle locations. Um, like he was like on in, on a fortress, and the fortress had all these ramparts and oh really and bridges and all sorts of like crazy stuff. Okay. And it was just like much. It wasn't like oh big open field and a yeah. castle in the middle. It was just like you are in the castle from the start, oh, wow. and the castle is just quite complex. And- uh, yeah, I I haven't seen that. I've I've definitely noticed that. Um- there are there's there's sort of less um there's less urban combat like there's less sort of sieging happening oh okay mm-hmm. um so it, it depends on like what fortifications the the uh the settlement you're attacking has mm. but uh so in in like previous um games if you attacked a settlement that didn't have like walls and stuff you would just have a big open field battle with yeah a settlement in the middle right kind of thing and the the other army would sort of start in the settlement, and then you would end up being like, you know, these little choke points of like roads and stuff. You'd have to go down into yep. the settlement and fight them. In this, the the um, the garrisoned force in that settlement meets you in in a field mm-hmm. uh, in front of the settlement, and you see the settlement in the background. You can't actually enter it or anything. Mm. It's basically in um, the the non playable area. Right. But I mean, you can zoom over and and see it and be like, I'm fighting for that. Settlement. Um, and when you do encounter um, walled-off settlements, uh, instead of like uh, like you were saying, you still have the settlement in the middle. Mm-hmm. In previous games, um, you'd have the settlement in the middle, and then you pick uh, where you want to sort of like set up your army and what what side you want to like right. attack from. Mm-hmm. In this, you're just like you just have you're just fighting on one kind of small-ish. Uh, not really. It's not small, but like to the size of the settlement of, of the city, it's small. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like this one section of wall, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of city behind it, um, and the city extends off into the non-playable zone. Right. So it looks right, way right. huger than it really is. But the gameplay area is just this like one a section, little, little section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so cool. you're just fighting for that. So at first, I thought like, oh, that's kind of lame because I can't like pick where I'm, right. I'm fighting from. But when you think about it. Um, in previous games, even though you had this like massive area to be like setting up in, you still only ended up fighting yeah, in one. You would choose one location. Yeah, because there were like these choke points of where the yep. gates are. Yep. So in Warhammer, they're just like, here's the choke point you'd choose anyway. Yeah. Just fight it out here. Yeah. And yeah. it allows them to 
make the setting much more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, I've been playing Clash Royale <laughs> and Path yep. of Exile. Yep. Um, I, I, I made it to Legend, as I mentioned. Okay. So I, I didn't pay any money. So I, it's the, the top rating you can get uh, at 3,000 plus trophies. I think my current highest is like 3,300 and something. Um, they, uh, the reason I was able to get that high is because I ended up getting a legendary card in one of my chests. Um, I got a princess. Oh, nice. Um, which what does is, she do? She's like the longest range unit in the game. Cool. Uh, she has like a long windup, but shoots really far. Her damage, like her, her DPS is low, but the actual hit damage is reasonable. Oh, cool. Um, and it's like a big AOE on, on wherever it hits. So mm-hmm. like... It can, you know, if your opponent puts down barbarians on their side, you might get two or three hits in and bring all the barbarians down to half health with a three elixir mm. unit versus a group of five elixir units. And then you put down some goblins in front and you'll win the encounter or whatever. Um, so she's just really like a, a, I think of her as like a mobile siege unit. Um, and she's good. She's, I, 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 she fills a similar niche as the wizard, which was also sort of an AOE splash damage dealing unit which is mm. the one I, I removed except she's cheaper more flexible longer range safer so just better in general um outside of a couple niche uses that's badass uh, are you using the uh, elixir pumps like you used to i am using the elixir pumps Dude, are they op they're pretty op <laughs> um it, i mean there's they've introduced uh, another legendary uh, a couple months ago called mm. the miner who can wipe an elixir pump out really quickly oh um, and he caught. I think right now the miner is probably the strongest card in the game. Okay. Um, they've just announced a bunch, uh, a bunch of balance changes. Not any of them touch the miner, which is surprising because the miner is insane. Costs three elixir, which is the same as the princess. Can travel anywhere on the map. Wow. Has like a thousand hit points at base. Which Wait, is you like, can you can spawn it anywhere on the map? Yeah, literally Jeez. anywhere. Um, uh, has a thousand hit points, which is like a lot. Mm. Um. Deals reasonable damage, like against any units. So there's a, another character called the Knight, who has a, approximately the same amount of health at level eight, and deals with a similar amount of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, costs the same, except that he doesn't travel anywhere. Um, so, <laughs> jeez, that minor is, is that a legendary? Yeah, he's legendary. He he costs the same as as the princess. Uh, but you can put make it so that he spawns next to the princess, and he hits the princess twice, and the princess dies. Oh, and then he no. still has like nine hundred hit points left. So Ooh. it's just like, what do you do? Um, he he's so flexible. He he can take out buildings. He can take out individual uh, dangerous units like the princess or like the musketeer. Hmm. Um, or he can you can pop him up next to a tower, and he'll just tank the tower while you send in weaker units oh, to deal more uh. damage. So he's just got so many uses. Um, it's funny that they call him the miner rather than like. The major, the yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like the killer assassin or something. Yeah, if he can just yeah. like just, take out single units like that. Because he, he just digs underground. He his his whole thing is he burrows, uh, and, okay. and that's how he's able to spawn anywhere. So he's, um, I think, currently probably the most flexible and strongest unit in general for right. his elixir cost in the game. Um, uh, so I did want to mention when you get to legendary or legend, whatever the status is, the, the highest thing. Um, every so often they will uh, reset the leaderboard, basically. Um, and a lot of games do this. Hearthstone does this every month. They'll reset it and, and at the end of the season, and you'll mm-hmm. get some reward or whatever. In this, you get some legendary trophies or legend trophies or something, which I don't really think they do anything except they accumulate over a while, hmm. uh, and you get to see where your rating was overall in that season. 
but and they they don't reset you down to like zero trophies. They reset you to three thousand, right? Which is the start of like legend. Yeah. Um. And this is weird because, uh, within that bracket, you've got like level eight characters and up to like level thirteen characters. And level thirteen characters are way, 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 way stronger than level eight characters. Mm-hmm. But they all get reset down to three thousand, and that means if you're playing immediately after the reset, and you're like a, a level eight character, you could be facing like the number one players in the world, right? Isn't isn't that kind of cool? It, it is cool, except then you get pushed out of legend really fast. Oh right! <laughs> and uh, the rewards, like the chests you get, uh, are way better in legend than in the, the arena below. So you gotcha. get pushed out of legend and then you get worse chests and it just feels real bad. You're saying there should be like more brackets up there. High level. Yeah. So uh, the way hearthstone does it, for example, um, when the month resets, you get pushed a little higher up the ladder based on your previous month's performance. So if you're like in the top, you know, five, if you're five, rank five and above, you'll start off at like rank 17 or 16 or something. Whereas if you're rank 18, you'll probably start at like rank 21 or something like that. Um, so there is, it, it is compressed, but um, still a l- like the, the best players will be not able to match with the worst players. Um, and, you know, th- to get to the, the legend status, you have to be pretty good at the game. But there's the, the actual power level of the cards makes such a difference that um, it. it when you're matching up against someone who has just better cars than you, you, you can't do anything and you're going to lose and you're going to keep losing until you're out of legend. And it takes, it takes a few days for the, that band to separate again. Mm. So it's a, it's a bit, it feels bad and kind of weird and, and stuff when the, the reset happens um, because you just have a, a string of horrible games hmm. or you get lucky and you have a, a good game occasionally and then a whole bunch of horrible games. Um, and then you just have to wait it out and, you um you mentioned something interesting talking about horrible games. Yeah. That um the time of day really matters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I was talking to uh Cam, one of the GGG artists last night, because um, he's also an avid player. He's about nineteen hundred trophies, which is pretty close to the second to last arena. So he's he's getting oh, up there yeah. for sure. Oh. Um and we, we both independently notice uh if you play at night, it tends to be a lot harder. <laughs> And I think this is because uh, that ends up being like prime time for China and Korea. Mm. And it's pretty popular in China and Korea. And um, they have a different meta. And it's, uh, I think... Just, I think Can you clearly better. notice that it's a different meta? Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different. It's like, okay. it, it's the same cards. Yeah. Like you'll you'll have everyone, everyone has the same card pool. Mm. But the way they use them and like... Right. They'll be more aggressive or more controlling or whatever. And this isn't like a, a hard rule but it's just it, you notice that the, the style changes and it can become more difficult that's cool and i have this theory that if you can figure out what the nighttime meta is <laughs> you'll you'll do that's really the well. real class clan uh, yeah <laughs> if, class if you can figure out okay it's peak night. time in the u.s i'll use this deck it's peak time in, in europe i'll use this deck it's peak time in, in, in asia i'll use this, this is, deck. this is my night deck and this is my day deck yeah um <laughs> but i'm not at that level yet <laughs> but you're getting there yeah and i did it uh, without spending any money, so that's good. Uh, cool, uh, it's not cool. an impossible game to succeed at without yeah. spending money. I think it is an impossible game to be the best at without spending money. Right. Um, Still not tempted to spend any money? No, because the the way the card upgrade structure 
is laid out. Yeah. Um, you ha- you you have to spend more and more money to yeah. make it to subsequent tiers. Right. I'm at the point where like for me to really get anything out of spending money, I probably have to spend like 200 bucks. Right. And then I, after that, to get anything out of that, I probably have to spend like 500 or 600. I can't remember if we've, if you've mentioned it before, but when you spend money, what are you actually buying? Are you buying individual cards or just packs that you so don't know what you might get? You, you're getting gems and yeah. gems can be used to buy gold right. or buy chests or unlock chests more quickly. Okay. And what do you do with gold upgrades cards from what I remember? Gold does upgrade cards. There's also cards cycle through the store that you can buy for gold okay um and when you're at legend status um or legend arena whatever it's called um you you also get to buy legendary cards with oh, the right. gold. Okay. it's like forty thousand gold per card i've never had forty thousand gold i think i got up to like thirty four thousand gold at one point but if you put in a little bit of money i'm at like twenty six thousand gold right now so for me to buy one card with forty thousand gold yeah. seems ridiculous yeah. an <laughs> epic card which is really expensive costs 2000 gold <laughs> like no one buys epic cards because yep. they're 2000 gold can, can you um does it track the amount of time you spent with that game because I'd, I'd be curious no i don't think oh would, would you be interested i'd be curious i've i've i checked how many wins i've got i've had over 900 wins Whew. which if the typical match takes three minutes does it show your that, losses it doesn't but i would assume yeah, if, if we assumed a 50 percent loss rate which I'm, is yeah Probably. That's that's an interesting thing because Overwatch, that is also right now a super popular game, yep. doesn't show your losses. So neither does Hearthstone, because yeah, neither does Hearthstone. Yeah, there's no, there's there's not. What I don't do you think, get from it? You, yeah, there's not really a any, positive outcome. You just feel like you just feel bad for yeah. The the only people for whom that is going to be a a, a fun experience are the people who are really really good at the game. Although, oh right! If so you're can, if you're fine at the game, you'll have yeah. a pretty close to average win loss ratio. Like it'll probably be fifty fifty. And then if you're not very good at the game, anytime you look at that, you'll oh, feel yeah. like I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's me in almost any shooter. But do you yeah. think um, except you, for except for Overwatch because it doesn't show how many times I've lost? So. Really? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Overwatch. Severin, so, have you been playing Overwatch at all? No. Have you seen people you've, playing Overwatch? You've watched us because we played it a little bit at work. It's, yeah, but look, it looks yeah. cool. That's de- I think, um, like I've said it before, I think that's definitely the way to play is playing it with friends. And I like if you can in the same room, but I mean, people don't really do that these days. But we're just lucky enough at work that we can land after. Yeah, after that work. seems to be the new Friday after, yeah, after work thing. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah, I keep seeing it. It, I, I mean, the advertising's everywhere right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It was on a bus just as we were like having coffee. That Blizzard money. Yeah. They, they got they got the cash to actually advertise their game. Yep. Have you ever seen a Path of Exile ad? I haven't. Uh, only on the internet. I actually. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. So um, there is a there there is a video of a Chinese knockoff. Oh. Um, Overwatch <laughs> game, yep. right? Ooh. Uh, and they've just totally stripped assets from the game. Really? Re- reskinned some of them, not reskinned others. It seems <laughs> super weird. But I, I Cam, Cam sent me um, uh, sent me a link to it, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" So I, I did some googling, found out. Oh, I saw saw the name of it. First link I clicked on um, went took me to a website that was talking about it. That the game that was advertised on that website, yeah, Path of Exile. Or was it a knockoff? Oh, could have been. Could have um, been. That's cool. Could have been Road to... Uh, 
the abandonment yeah, road, man road, road, road of, to abandonment of pain and punishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, talking about Path of Exile. Well, let's talk about Overwatch in a minute. I think because okay. let's talk. We haven't really talked about Prophecy at all, and that came out. How um, was it? <laughs> because I. Did either of you have much to do yeah, with so that? Yeah, so I had no, I had nothing to do with it. I, I think I had a couple of things to touch up. Yeah? What'd but you not do? really. Yeah. Did you have any involvement with Navali, the NPC? A little bit. I oversaw some of its um, that development. Was, that's the monkey lady, right? Yep. Yeah, the monkey yeah. lady. The lady with the monkey. Yep. Let's just not get any confusion in there. Um, <laughs> Look, we don't know the gender of the monkey on the shoulder. Like, it could be a monkey lady. It could be a monkey guy. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I saw that getting worked on, but, but that was about it. Okay. Um, well, then this is going to be a fun. <laughs> yeah. <conversation>. So, like, <laughs> t- t- tell me about it. Do you guys have any questions? Yeah. What? What? What is it? <laughs> what is prophecy? What, no. What is part of exile? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, prophecy. For I'm I'm sure our listeners already know. I played Diablo. Okay. <laughs> Good. So, picture Diablo. Right. Throw that out of your mind. Um, Oh, it's uh, prophecy is basically like a, it's a questing system sort of. Yeah. Um, except you're you buy the quests and the quests are randomized, to some extent, and um, they they come in a few different categories. There's like stuff that triggers when you enter an area. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find a vault side area, and then you go, you, you'll be playing the game, and um, there's a, a an area that's guaranteed to have a vault side area when you go into it, or, um. Stuff that triggers based on a condition, like uh, when you kill a rare, you'll gain all its mods for a minute, and so you, just the first rare you mm. kill, you gain all its mods for for a minute, so you're, you're super strong for a minute. Um, and then there's like chains of them where it's like this person has done some bad things in this location, and you go and you check it out, and you kill some things, and it's like now they've done bad things in a different location, oh, man. and you. And now they're trying to find you, so be oh. careful. And so you kill something, and you get ambushed. And um, um, so there's like many storylines in there. Um, but really, ultimately, it's just a questing system. Yeah, um, with with lots of cool flavor. Which oh well, it's uh, I I heard a <laughs> certain someone worked on that. Yeah, that yeah. I think you'll find. Oh yeah, the writing in that expansion is phenomenally good oh. because I did it all. <laughs> um, uh, actually, I so I I spent a really long time writing all of the prophecies there's about i wrote probably about 230 prophecies a bunch of them didn't make it in because we encountered some issues sort of late oh do you want to um, talk about those ones that didn't make it in yeah we can we can talk about uh one of those like, um at least i don't there's like i think there's one that is definitely not going in um, because there was just some serious design issues um so for example the one the one that i'm talking about uh, we we've got some prophecies that uh, influence your crafting. It'll say like uh, you'll use a transmutation orb on on boots and get movement speed, for example. And so that means when you use a transmutation orb, um, you're guaranteed to get movement speed mod. Um, and we had a chain that was going to be like you'll use a currency on this specific kind of this specific base type, and mm-hmm. it, it'll get in this specific mod. You'll use that exact item with that mod, and you'll use a different currency, and you'll get another mod. And then you'll hmm. you'll regal it, and you'll get another mod, oh, and well, then you'll okay. exalt it, and it'll turn into a unique item. Like, yeah, is this in the game, or is this what didn't make? This it? is what didn't make it. Okay, because um, there are issues with 
we had to gate some of these things by difficulty. You can't, for example, if you get a certain prophecies in normal difficulty, you can't complete them in Merciless because we didn't want players to be saving their prophecies throughout the game for when they yeah. felt like it would be most valuable. Yeah. Um, so we solved some of those issues for the crafting ones, so they're kind of difficulty agnostic. It doesn't really care what difficulty you're in. However, there are communication issues like if you've got like a half craft, if you've got this item that you've been crafting with your prophecies, and then you think, I'm going to put some master crafted mods on there. You take it to your forsaken master hideout, and you, you put it in your crafting device, and you add some mods. And then the prophecy says, now you exalt it. And because you've got you've got these mods, we these extra mods, there are a few options we could have taken. We could have said, we remove those mods, and it's the unique item. Or um, it just doesn't work. Hmm. Or it works and now the the correct behavior is you always have to mastercraft it um to get the most out of this item um but there's not like there's always a situation where someone feels like they're punished mm. right because either they've wasted an exalt or they wasted the opportunity to mastercraft a unique item mm. or uh they've now ruined the base type that the prophecy requires that you have also you can just vendor the item and then when you get the next part of the prophecy, you have to start again. Yeah, you didn't prophesize to... that, <laughs> yeah. did you? <laughs> so there were just a bunch of different problems um, with chain crafting prophecies yeah. um, that basically ultimately stand f- stemmed from the player freedom that mm, they have with yeah. the items in our game. Um, so yeah, that one, uh, we had some cool plans for it, but it's been nixed. Were there um, any um, prophecies about items that made it in at all? Yeah, there's a bunch that like the transmutation ones where you, okay. it just adds a single mod at the start. Oh yeah, you and it's just it like this is, this is the mod you're gonna get. Yeah, yep. and it's it's quite good early on mm. because we you get to guarantee a decently powerful mod. Yeah. Um, but just that thing of like then saying to the player you're gonna do this with that item that they might not necessarily want to do didn't make it in. Well, yeah, it was, or it's more like they they would want to do it, but then they'd probably want to do some other things, or they might. They might mm. just forget where they put that item in their stash, you know? Yeah. There's just, like, a bunch of stuff. There's there's a lot of opportunities for the player to, through no fault of their own, mess up the prophecy. Um, we've also got, like, really good pro- crafting prophecies right now, which is, like, you'll use a single fusing, and the item will turn into a six-link. That's right? a good prophecy. So, um, there's there's still some of, them, some of the good ones in there. Mm. But trying to do a chain, it's a really cool idea. But yeah, it's just too many opportunities for for um, bad things. So, at the risk of getting into spoiler territory, yeah. what's your favorite prophecy? Ooh, um, I are they all your babies? Well, so <laughs> I I only I think we of the two hundred or so in there, I probably had direct design involvement on maybe twenty five, okay, give or take, maybe. So not like a whole bunch. Because I spent most of the time writing. Like, I did all of the Nivali's dialogue, all of right. the NPC's dialogue, all yeah. of the prophecy writing, including, like, what she says as well as the instruction text that's on the hmm. prophecy. So I did tons of writing for this. Um, but uh, I, I I came up with, like, the Plague of Rats and Frogs prophecies, cool. which yeah. are basically, like, you, you go to an, an indoor area and there's just tons of rats. <laughs> and you can kill them. Oh and, really? Yeah, you can kill the rats, and and they drop ex- items. And oh man! Um, and same thing for frogs, but it's outdoors. So yeah, you go to an area, and there's That's just tons awesome. of, of frogs leaping around. You, you just you oh man! We had a um, what? This is a bit of a tangent, but um, during um, the labyrinth development, um, yeah. 
we had a we had a thing where um, on the lava tiles, uh, the lava would come up and burn all the monsters there. Yeah, but rats that were on there. They were oh, completely immune. Right, because yeah. they were just critters, yeah, right? Yeah, and they would just keep walking around, not even on fire. And, yeah. and I remember seeing that going, we need to make these things killable. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is different because <laughs> these are not considered critters. These are just monsters yeah. that, that are, are uh, rats. rats. Yeah. Um, cool. But we had, like I think, animations made for them for, this, and oh, right. for the frogs because yeah. frogs didn't have death animations before. Because they don't die. Because they couldn't die. Yeah. But now they can. Um so I liked those just because they're they're kind of it's different. It's cool. It's yeah. fun. It's, it's like no extra difficulty, mm. but it's just like a it's something you notice. Do those do they attack? No. Okay. So no, they just leap yeah. around and cool and run around. And uh, are the weapons they drop? <laughs> <laughs> they drop um, a battle all, axe. <laughs> like, all all of the ones dropped by frogs are slimy. Oh no! <laughs> so you can't no. pick them up because they're all slimy. Yeah, yeah, just stuck in the ground. It would be cool just to have like a target practice level. Isn't like there's just dummies or something? Sure. Yeah, that would be cool. Just to see how the random number generator is treating you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Prophecy. Um, yeah, it sounds cool. If if you've been playing Prophecy, let me know what you think of the writing. Because yeah. we've had no feedback from it. Oh, um, and I was uh, a little sad. I guess people, uh, Carl pointed out, people don't talk about good writing or even they average only, oh, they, they only care yeah. about stats. I'm, they, I've been well, saying this they, forever. They, but they will notice bad writing. Yeah. Oh, right. And yeah. they'll they'll be vocal about bad writing. So you know what you got to do. So it's, <laughs> it's right bad. <laughs> yes, if I if I want people to notice it, I'll be worse. <laughs> get me and Blake in there. Yeah, <laughs> get us yeah. in there. Yeah, totally. You, you guys are doing the next <laughs> the next league if yeah. there's any writing involved. <laughs> I'll say Blake and Spurn want to write it. Mm. Um, but it's fun. I like it. That's cool. Prophecy's fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And if you if you're playing Prophecy right now, go into town and just watch Navali's idle animation because I think Ed worked on it. Yep. And it's really cool. He did a great job. Is uh the monkey like taps on Navali's head and she stops it. And, oh, it's so great. Yeah, that monkey's great. Um so Overwatch. Tell oh, yeah. us about it. Um yeah, it's fun. Like we we talked about it before. It's, I mean, it's just fun. Yeah, but now it wasn't launched before. What if they? It was in beta, and now okay. it's not. Okay, so the are, yeah, are there um, any differences? In the gameplay itself, no. I mean, the store stuff is open. That's mm-hmm. kind of the only thing I really don't like is the store. Is it stuff you? Is it real money? Yeah, uh. and and no. What? <laughs> like I mean, you get okay. So the store, the way the store works is that um, uh, you buy loot boxes. Yep. Uh, chests. You buy chests. Yep. And All inside right. the chest, you get a whole bunch Gems. of things, and you have a chance to get gold. And then you can use that gold to then buy um, skins for your characters or or different like poses right. uh, and stuff. The stuff that you also have a chance to get in the crate. What I don't like is that, like, um, they show all, like, when you click on a character, it shows, like, all their alternative skins. Yep. And you're like, hey, I like that one. I'm going to get that. Yep. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, you need to buy this loot box. And like, maybe how many it. times? And then you get a chance to get the currency that you need to get the, uh, the thing that you want. <laughs> Can you get the loot boxes through gameplay? Yeah. Every time you level up, you get a free loot box, which okay. is fine. But the thing is, like, these these skins, like, they're 
a decent amount of gold, like right. you know, two thousand gold or something like that. And you only ever really get like maybe fifty gold from a loot box. Wow. Okay. Maybe you I mean you can get a few hundred if you're lucky, but I've only ever really gotten like fifty Maybe a hundred once. Now the leveling up. You mentioned leveling up. Does yeah. that actually do anything? Um, no. It, it it's more like a show of your playtime right. and your like experience yeah, yeah. with the game. So if you're going up as someone who's like level a hundred and you're like level three, well they've been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks right. and you've just started, kind of thing. So it yep. just it it just shows like how not how skilled they are, but how long they've been playing. Really, right. yeah. Because okay. you level up no matter what. You can lose. Surely a game. you can lose a game and you get level points yeah but surely you get more for winning maybe <laughs> they also well here's the thing um okay so the reason i'm not sure about that uh-huh. is because if you play locally with your friends which is the way i like to play you don't get level level up points uh, so i'm like level three <laughs> and everyone else that's playing hours. is like level 50 something yeah yeah okay. even though i've been playing you know more than a level three person because yeah. you at the start you level up like you have two games and you're level three right. basically so really i've played like three games with um random strangers yeah and then got to level three and was like i don't like this <laughs> i'm just going to play with friends i know but at the cost of like not appearing yeah. to be a high level and then i mean you don't get the loot crates the free loot crates through that mm. which is why it's annoying me that I can't just buy it. Like in Hearthstone, yeah, uh, not Hearthstone. In uh, Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. you get a character. You can you can buy a character with in-game currency that you get through the same sort of level up process, right? Um, but you also have the option of just straight up buying that character with money. And so I've like, and you can also buy the skins with them through straight up money. So I've bought a few skins for characters in that game, and I was expecting going into Overwatch to be the same. Like I right. saw a bunch of skins. I want. I was like, I want this skin. How do I buy it? I can't. So, so you can't even buy gold? Um, no, not you have to buy loot crates. You, there's no option to just be like, I want to buy 10,000 gold, and then I'll buy whatever um, I want. I'm pretty sure there's not. I'm pretty sure it's just straight up loot crates. Seems weird. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to have to double check, because I only like looked briefly, but I'm going to have to like, I'll have to double check on that. But I, from everything I've also been told from outside people who have played it a lot more than me, that... You can only buy loot crates. I don't love that you can... You, I mean, you, you buy Overwatch. Yeah. And you don't get all the content. Well, I mean, it is... You can, it's not... <laughs> what, do you, what exactly do you Define content. I, because um, you, you can get all that you have access to. All the to assets. All the, <laughs> like, yeah. genuinely... But these are extras. Do you, <laughs> you don't... Yeah, but what if, if they're already made, well, okay, here's what a, are you paying for? You do get access to them. It's just through these loot boxes. Yeah, but Why? I, why look, why is know. it not just there? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you could have like more interesting stuff in, in the loot boxes, like not com- cosmetics. Well, I mean, also, the cosmetic stuff they have, the only thing I care about, and from what I've heard, the only thing I, most people care about are the skins. Right. And maybe like there are like victory poses that you can get that are kind of like cool, like because it's different. But they have sprays and they have alternate voice, like right. pack. So I guess the thing that annoys me... I don't care about, especially sprays. Like, nobody cares about sprays. Yeah. The you, thing that, that yeah. annoys me is that you've... You're... Like, I, the idea of, like, there being cosmetic unlockables is cool. Yeah. Like, obviously, that, yeah. that I mean, that, that's going to incentivize playing the game a lot. Yeah. Um, and if it were a free-to-play game, I would be, like, totally make those for sale. Like yeah, that. for sure. Um, but it's not a free-to-play game. You've yeah, just I know. Paid, that's also the thing. Yeah. You just paid full price, and now... 
there's like stuff that you don't mm. get well, but you've already paid full price and I, now it's like now you've you've paid full price to access a free to play game yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's not i mean you're not missing out on anything like the game is all there you're getting everything yes you're getting everything it's a full game it's sure. it's just these little extras yeah but the, the and, skins and, and that's like to if if the skins are extras yeah and you unlock them through gameplay awesome yeah which and, which and you, they should be exclusively locked unlocked yeah that, that's the thing i was you should not have to also have the option of like great yeah i paid full price and now i'm gonna pay 80 dollars more i think that's the thing <laughs> so that, i can um, have a stupid skin that's that's kind of the thing i don't like like if it was just like even if it didn't show you the skins yeah like in the um like the the preview thing if it just had like a blank silhouette and you're like whoa what is this thing? Yeah. Um, and then through gameplay, you unlock them. Yes. That would be more interesting be to great. me. And that would be like, fine. I wouldn't have a problem with that. But the fact that it shows all the skins and then next to them, they have a price in gold. And makes, that's not, it's not even a price you can pay. Yeah. And it's not you a price you can pay. Buy it, boxes. Well, it's a price that you yeah, pay in gold that you then have to buy through boxes that you <laughs> then might get the thing that you want. The, uh, you might get the resource you want to buy the actual thing that you want. So... It's yeah, it's super it weird. But me... here's here's the thing that somebody like uh, when we were playing um, uh, on on Friday, yeah, uh, I was complaining. I'd been complaining about this, and I'd heard some other people complaining about this, and I heard one of the guys go, "Man, it's it must be great to like be Blizzard and just put out a game and not even really care about monetizing it. Really, like uh... they just they it's like they just <laughs> like they just put it out and they're like." Yeah, we've got this like monetization in there. We'll 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 figure it out. We'll see how it goes, and we'll figure yeah. it out later. Yeah. Because like our our like survivability as a company doesn't yeah. hinge on Don't this worry. one we, game. World of Warcraft still exists. We're fine. Oh yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, World of Warcraft. We got that movie. <laughs> yeah. So Hearthstone. I would. I hope that in the future they've um they change that. They, like they must. It's it's. It just seems. It just seems a bit icky. Yeah, like, I, I I don't like the randomness it of. It seems a bit like, EA. Let me buy it or let me unlock it. Yeah, you know? it, it's not this it, weird sort of lucky dip. Well, it's more thing. like choose a business model. You can't be free to pay, play and yeah. a full priced game. You can't. It's just 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 doesn't. That's not how the business works. Yeah, I, it just feels dirty. People like, people did complain about like. It, I mean, TF two has has unlockables, but TF two went free to play. Yeah. TF2 was like, you pay full price, you get everything. Here's a bunch of free content updates. Here's a bunch of yeah. extra stuff. And then years down the track, now we're free to play. Now you can buy these microtransaction things. Yeah. Great. That's that's fine. I I bought it. I didn't yeah. care about the microtransactions. I, I don't know. It's just like, I even even though, yeah, it is a full price game, I like if the price is right, I'd be okay with buying my uh, like cosmetic microtransactions. Sure. You know, I don't want... <laughs> But you don't like the fact that even if you wanted to, you'd have to do it through this chance-based yep. system. Of, I don't like it. I don't like that. It's yep. it's it's too many steps. Yeah. Just yeah, allow me. Just allow me to. You know, they got to get the whole um, uh, impulse purchase. Yeah. I've got to see a nice skin and go. I'll buy that, and then go. Oh, what have I done? Yeah. I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, I'll buy that. What do I need to do? I need to go through all these steps. I need to buy these. How many ever loot crates? No, I mean, I'm not going to do worst, that. The worst, I mean, maybe at least they could be like, um, it costs 2,000 gold for this skin, and you've got 150 gold. You can pay this much to fill out the rest. Just, oh, if they, you, you actually, if they did, I mean, if they did like the the Hearthstone dust thing, if you could dust 
My, turn stuff into gold? That, yeah, and turn that into gold. Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can. This. I've never oh. even like looked into that. But might, I mean, but I think the thing is like that game is is fun and um, well polished and like well just made. It's very popular yeah, it, right it's, now. It's really really cool. Yeah. Um. So. Like that's the actual thing that really matters. Like in the end, yeah. like the the microtransaction stuff is a little bit annoying. Yeah, but it is but only it's, annoying because the game is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. The hearing that has made soured me a little bit on picking it up, but I'll yeah. probably still do it. But at I some mean, point. you 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 probably don't. You're not even. I, I won't engage in that. Yeah, part of you the don't game care really. about that. No, Did no, you buy Hearthstone cards? Uh. No, I've never bought cards. See, I've, I, I've bought um the like little adventure. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I got into like. Buying Hearthstone cards, like I was buying, um, I was actually spending like ten bucks every couple of weeks on it. Yeah, and so I was fine with that. So I'm, I, I don't know, Blizzard has indoctrinated me into right. sp- their spending. I mean, for, I I feel a bit ashamed because I work for, you know, I work Coming in a game that, that is hundred percent relies on cosmetic <laughs> microtransactions. Yeah. I mean, but we are free to play a game. Like that's the thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, if if we and were I, a sixty dollar game, I, and then like, hey, give us a little bit. I don't think I've the the I've spent money on tiny uh a uh, uh, triple town. The, oh right, yeah. The like mobile uh game where you you combine triple things together. Yeah. You know yeah. the one I'm talking about. Yeah, and, I think you might have mentioned it before. On so I I I bought the infinite turns on that for like three dollars or whatever it was. Wow. And I've bought the Hearthstone adventure packs. And that's yeah. my the full extent of, of money yeah. I've spent on free to play. Well, how do you games. feel about? Oh, I, I suppose because it is free to play. Like, I mean, the Hearthstone adventure packs are the the, the, the reason I f- I don't have a problem with buying those because it feels like I'm buying a basically a content pack. Yeah, it, it kind of um, is. rather than like. And you're also supporting the developer because Blizzard really needs a <laughs> they need a <laughs> they need a support guys. Hey man. Um, <laughs> World of Warcraft is losing if, players, man. <laughs> if if they're gonna give everyone in the company a, a twenty pound orc on a wolf again, they need money, you know. Those, those, those orc. Wait, metal. what did they? Yeah, you didn't when when they're. I think it was like their twentieth anniversary. They gave everyone a everybody orc. working at the company at the time got like a twenty pound bronze statue of an orc what? riding a wolf. I've seen them. That's like, nuts. Yeah. Oh man, have you heard about what they do for like their? employee like five ten and fifteen year anniversaries for the f- keys for no for, <laughs> <laughs> for five year anniversary of blizzard i think you get a sword oh a um, real one yes and, oh, no yes and every year it's a different sword so you That's can incredible. tell who, who like what year your five anniversary was by this wow. the sword you have. for your 10 year anniversary you get a shield Oh man! Like a full metal shield, and then fifteen years is a suit of armor. It's yeah. a ring. <laughs> fifteen years is a ring. I I. There, I don't know what their twenty year anniversary one is. Um, maybe, maybe yeah. twenty years is the ring, but there's there are some um, there are some anniversary thing That's coming up. Great. Man, they have the coolest weapons too. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, I've <laughs> seen I've seen some of their five year anniversary swords and shields. It's, it, that, that stuff's awesome. Mm. Yeah. They're really beautiful. They're um. I mean, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about the movie. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There, there's stuff in the movie like their weapons and and stuff. They look really nice. Like. But yeah. but um they do have that sort of over designed impractical look that oh, yeah. that uh I mean is fine in a in a cartoony game like World of Warcraft right. but in real life you're like man 
this is a lot of work. A, to make. a sword with a Mass saw produce. edge and then a curl yeah. at the end yeah. and it glows yeah. in the middle and there's like, a skull at the base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Littered with diamonds. What is, yeah. what is happening like they're using, here? Like, <laughs> they, they've got like this wall with the orcs like, and they're mass producing these intricately designed swords yeah. for their foot soldiers. Like, yeah. come on, just, just, just need a sword. A, just need a sword. He's a plank of metal. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpen it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to E3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. buddy. So, how about that E3? <laughs> no, so uh, I I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to it this year because um, I don't know. It just there was no like amazing new hardware. Um, That's true. Like I was, they announced some stuff, but it wasn't like there. You know, it was just like this thing exists mm-hmm. and it'll be available in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you show us anything about it? Nope. Here's a photo of the chip. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> that looks fun. Um, Talking I, about I, the uh, 4K, Xbox. yeah, that sort of stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah. Um, the <laughs> threes where there's not like a new console cycle or yeah. like a new new console generation or, or, or like I was what there about when the Connect refresh that happened like a few years, but the the motion control refresh that happened a few years, yeah, back, where instead Everyone, of a new console, we got a whole bunch of no motion controls, yeah. I mean, even that is something, right? It's yeah, on the show floor. It means you yeah. get to do something novel. But um, I was there when they announced the the 3DS the first time. You were there? Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, so I got to use them like on the show floor. And that was amazing because it was like glasses-free 3D. Yeah, and yeah. that was unbelievable. So like, I've never seen it. I've never played a 3DS. What? I, uh, okay, I'll bring one into work. You know, I've, there's like a bunch at work. Really? Yeah. Uh, Mark and, and well, Reese. I played, I've played like a DS. I played years and years ago yeah. and i just th- I, there was just like no games i liked so i've just oh. let, let's segue right into zelda okay yeah <laughs> however yeah. now yeah oh man that's a zelda game yeah and okay i've never played a zelda game mm. but man holy that, shit what yeah i've never played I know. a zelda game i know ta- i was talking to blake about this earlier it's still like what you, well okay that's... what have you done with your childhood <laughs> we... oh, i was playing sonic <laughs> no i wasn't playing sonic <laughs> I was reading because was we playing. didn't have consoles growing well, up. Oh. Whatever nerd reading, <laughs> video was, games are I cool, I was reading man. those like choose your own adventure like <laughs> role playing books yeah. because we didn't have. Turn to page sixty three. Okay, yes, it was, and you, then you roll some dice. <laughs> yeah, it was those Final Fantasy books because we didn't have consoles or computers growing up, man. That's that's rough. That's that Northland life. Yes, <laughs> that's that's Northland life for you. Um, so, what do you think of that Zelda, dude? That Zelda, like, it's pushing all my buttons. <laughs> Dude, it looks good, man. I, it, I, I, yeah. I like it. They should have went like this done direction this a, ago. a generation ago. Yeah. Is, is what I'm. I've been saying. I'm actually yeah. surprised more people don't go open world with well, video games. Well, so I was talking to Blake about this earlier. Mm. I mean, Zelda was one of the earlier open world games. Ocarina of Time had the. Um, oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the field. Um, Hyrule. Uh, I think it's Hyrule Field. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was just a huge open zone that connected to all the all the major areas and yep. had a bunch of secrets and you could ride around on a, on a horse. Um, and at that point, this was 97, 98? Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Um, at that point, I mean, uh, the Elder Scrolls had some open world, like Arena yep. and Daggerfall and stuff. Right, yeah. Um, but it was all sort of like... Elder Scrolls had one of the largest open worlds for a oh, long yes. time because it was, it was all. It still might be one of the largest. <laughs> yeah, but and there it was, was like nothing in it. Yeah, that's the thing. It was it was sort of undirected yeah. open world, um, whereas like procedurally generated, and so you could 
you could wander and you'd see trees and maybe you'd run into an, some bandits or an NPC, but um, it wasn't really a reason to explore outside of the main areas. Mm. Whereas Zelda, there was always a reason to, to explore every inch of that game. I mean, it wasn't like huge, but it, at that time it was much bigger than almost anything else besides mm. these sort of procedurally generated games. Yeah. Which there weren't that many of, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised they didn't continue down that. Well, they did. Well, Wind Waker. <laughs> this, well, is, this is what this, I got annoyed because, like, people, I've heard people express this sentiment before. But Wind Waker was completely open world. It was open ocean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? know? See, that's the thing. Like, I've you know never played a Zelda game, and I've always I always had that thought that they were very like funneled. You know, like you go right. this way and you go down this dungeon, and then you. Yeah, you get the boomerang, and then you get whatever, and then you go. You can go to this dungeon, sure. and then you get that. But even if you if you go even further back, and you look at the very first Zelda, mm-hmm. it's basically an open world. It's like a whole series of of squares, right? They're all tiles, and you've got yeah. this overworld, and you can explore it, and you can mm-hmm. go anywhere in it as long as you have the right tools. And it's a bit like Castlevania in that sense. Is but... it just because they never like um, sort of emphasized that? As, yeah. as other games, you know. I mean, well, we were saying before about the whole look at that mountain. You can you can go to if, if you want. They've never right. really said that about any you know Zelda game apart from this new one. Yeah, well, it, I think um, having a sense of scale is important for mm-hmm. the open world. Like for people to sell it as a for open world to be a selling point, you have to have the sense of look how big the world is. Yeah, and um, until Ocarina of Time, they were all top down, and it's right. hard to get a sense of scale in a top down game like sure. that. Um, I mean, our our game's pretty big. When you really think about it, yeah. some of those areas are pretty huge. Yeah. But it, because it's top down, it doesn't necessarily feel that yeah. big. We're only just now starting to try and get like um, a sense of scale in, in like going down. Because I mean, you're looking down, yeah. so like yeah, yeah. you know, large cliffs. Like I mean, the aqueducts are a yeah. good example kind of exactly. thing of like thing. You know, things are very tall, and you're on top of things, them, but you can't see anything below. taller yeah. than you. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, I think that it's it, it needed 3D to become uh, mainstream and to become the standard for open world to really find its mm. feet. Um, and so the, the original Zeldas, despite the fact that they were basically open worlds, um, didn't that wasn't a selling point. Ocarina yeah. of Time had the big uh, Hyrule Field and um, Majora's, Ma- I mean, Majora's Mask had Terminal Field, and Wind Waker has has the ocean. Which doesn't feel like an open world because you it feels like you're out. traveling between points of interest. Yeah. Mm. Um, but even when, when you really th- look at Wind Waker, um, there's stuff in the middle of the ocean that you know you can you'll find like chests buried at the bottom of the sea, and you'll you'll you can approach an island from any side. Um, you know, it's not there's no loading screens there's in heaps, that in that world. Of freedom that is not really. Yeah, it does about. require that you be able to control the winds, which takes a couple steps in that game, right. but. Um, but that was quite open. It it was designed in such a way that it, it made it feel like a long time to travel, hmm. which also maybe hindered the, the openness a bit because you didn't really want to explore it at, after a point. Hmm. Um, but yes, this new Zelda mm-hmm. looks more like a, an Elder Scrolls game, sort yeah. of open world I was, style. Yeah, I, I was watching it and I thought like, this is just like... Um, like Disney's The Witcher or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Severn was um, not a fan of of the climbing animation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it, only because it's the same for every surface, right? And yeah, but but I guess it's 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 very 
limited to that console. I, I get it. It's cool. Um, it's what is interesting to me is I mean, you don't like that it's a very simple sort of canned animation that repeats in such a short loop. Yep. Um, and it's something that you see that much is is interesting. Um, I can see why you would get annoyed at that. I don't have I don't share that because I don't really care that much, mm. but. Um, with the amount that climbing is being emphasized based on what we've seen, um, it is sort of an odd choice that mm. they don't have multiple styles of climbing animation. I mean, I it guess. is still quite a way out from release, so... Yeah, but, it's possible. But, but also, I'm just comparing it, up, it with Uncharted, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my, a, my visuals yeah. are very much, oh, look at this compared to Uncharted. So yeah. so yeah. that that's the benchmark visually that mm, I have. Yeah. And, and when I look at it, it's like, these guys were at the bleeding edge, at, you know, way back at twenty years ago. <laughs> but n- but of now visuals, yeah, yeah. But now, like these guys are last gen, very much seven twenty video game. Mm-hmm. It's cool; they're doing very cool stuff. It's very stylized, mm-hmm. and, and it's the coolest Zelda game I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm very interested in this game. Yeah, but um, but you don't like that animation. But technically, <laughs> dude, <laughs> textures. It's cool, man. Like it, you know. But yeah, that rock texture that he was climbing on was like, ooh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, but but, but, but it again, does it's kind just of like you you're limited to certain yeah, things. and it does sort of like, I think it it gets away. I think it gets away with it because the world is so sort of stylized anyway. Mm-hmm. It's you know, a consistent it's, style. Yeah, it doesn't feel out of place. Yep. So, I mean, in an Uncharted game, if you were climbing a rock face and it looked like that, you'd be like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially looking at like. Nathan Drake and his wicked animation. Oh, but, yeah. Um, and it, I was pointing this out earlier. The climbing in Uncharted is sort of like you you reach for certain points on the rock surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the animations may be like really beautiful and dynamic and interesting, but the climbing itself is um, all predetermined. Right? Kind of, yep. Um, whereas when, what we were watching in this in this Zelda trailer, he, he was climbing any surface mm. at any angle. Yeah, this you know? is almost more like a run cycle for climbing. Yeah, and that was uh, to the the level of freedom that that gives the player mm. is what was really impressive to me. Because it's <laughs> a yeah, I mean it's a it's an animation that has to accommodate a lot of different shaped surfaces, yep. and there definitely is like he's bending around stuff. So there's definitely like, fellas, I, I get it. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. It's it's cool, <laughs> and and I'm uh, looking forward to it. You yeah, you just want Nathan Drake and you want high rule Nathan. Well, Drake. I'm 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 just a little disappointed Nintendo is. <laughs> stuck with this console <laughs> yeah well they didn't show anything from the the, the next NX. the nx mm-hmm. um they didn't i was hoping that they'd at least talk about it but they kind of were just like i mean they said that zelda game is coming to nx but again it's like i don't think anyone knows exactly what nx is i would be yeah. very surprised if it was anything other than like a phone or a tablet oh, oh yeah. man that would be the they're going oh, back to no, waggle no that makes me so controls. sad i w- <laughs> will think about it like if you look at what their most recent, some of the most recent big name announcements are. Yeah, there's a mobile Pokemon game. Mm. Yep. Oh, um, no. And yeah. they their their most recent console has basically got a controller that's a tablet. So it yep. seems to me like they're going in the direction of now we're making smartphones. Um, I, which, I hope they don't. I mean, that well, was rumored for a long time, right? That they were gonna. I mean, because they started making, they they go into the app business, right? Yeah. And, well, and, they signed on with that other company for that. Yeah. But, I mean, the, leading up to that, there was that rumor that they were going to have a Nintendo phone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just see... I don't, I don't... I'm not really concerned. I, I would totally get a Nintendo phone. I mean, that hardware lasts forever, right? Nintendo... When was the last time you broke a Nintendo console? 
Well, I haven't owned one since the 64, which yeah, is still uh, going because there's one. Which I it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and now how often have you broken a phone? Like, happens every week. The thing is, <laughs> you know, Nintendo making hardware, like, they haven't had one with batteries in it, like, their own their own batteries. Oh, Game, Game Boy? What are you talking about? Oh, you mean their actually own own batteries. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, like yeah they batteries. use ever-ready AA batteries. Uh, 3DS? Oh, do they have their own batteries? Yeah, DS, oh, sh- SP. Oh, okay. Like, oh, man. This goes back to, like, 2002. All right, what kind of, what kind of screens are they going to have? Like, make, make it a phone. Touch you, screen. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? Do you, do you think they'd be able to make a decent phone? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, because they've got basically everything already except for, like, the, the, the cell phone connectivity. Well, like, look, it, the real question is um, what operating system would they run? Are, reckon, they make, are they making their own? Or I, are they... I, I would assume that they. This is why I think that it would, that it would be their own. Um, mm, that's, and, it's a store, the, yeah, the or, Nintendo store. Yeah, well, I mean, they've already got yeah. one of those, right? Mm. They've got that on the 3ds and the Wii and the Wii yeah. U. Like they've already got their own. This is the thing. They've got all of their. Own, they've got all of the components that make make up a smartphone. That's they just true, don't have do. the smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is why I think the NX is going to end up being a smartphone. But they're saying that like, I I get the feeling it's going to be a set top box kind of thing. It's going to be a console. It's going to look like a, a Wii. Okay. It could also be VR because that seems to be the direction that the industry's heading in, mm. which would make that would make me sad because I don't know that Nintendo... you could be Mario. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like I can almost feel the mustache. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, my God. It comes with a mustache on the headset and a little red hat. That, that would be pretty cool, actually. And, you, and it has voice control, so you start it up by saying, it's, it's me, me. Mark. <laughs> it augments your voice, so everything oh, yeah. you sound sounds like an Italian plumber. This is great. You put on these, like, puffy white gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the controllers are in the gloves. <laughs> And oh, overalls. Man. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, put yeah. on my video game suit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah. great. Oh, I hope it's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was some. There was some VR stuff that I'm sad that you didn't watch because it wasn't very good. <laughs> there was oh, this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There go was ahead. this. Uh, so that. So the Microsoft were talking about. Um, uh, what was it? Minecraft. Yeah. They're showing off some Minecraft features and stuff. Oh, boy. And they were... Well, actually, this this is kind of funny because they were showing off how many... Like, Microsoft has been pushing this. Um, you can play on your PC. Uh, you can play on your your uh, Xbox. And yep. it's all like... You can play on your tablet and you can play on... Right. Unified you, server. Yeah, yeah. And you can yeah. even play on your um, iPad, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they're all up there on different devices in the one server. They probably server. didn't say iPad. They probably said... Surface. No, they straight up did. What? Yeah. Um, he, she, the woman that had the iPad was even like, yeah, a thing running on an iPad. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, That's oh, cool. um, but yeah, they, they were all up there with the d- different devices and stuff. And then yeah. you hear, you hear John Carmack go, mind if I step in? <laughs> and then he steps out of the shadow wearing <laughs> a, 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 the Oculus headset. And he's talking to the audience while in Oculus. So his head is like up and he clearly doesn't know which way he's facing. <laughs> It's 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 it was amazing. Oh yeah. god, I it was, it was hate good. That. It was good. Um, but yeah, there was like some uh, like Sony had a whole bunch of like uh, what was their thing called? Not is it Vive or was that? It's no. PlayStation VR. Pla- oh, 
Okay. Is that really yeah, it was called? the Morpheus or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they had a whole bunch of like experiences and stuff. Yep. That yep. Dude, Resident Evil's yeah. seven is a- going there. Actually, that is kind of a, a big deal. Yeah. My, my friends are really bummed about that. Oh really? Oh, I mean, it's it's um it's not only VR. Mm. Like. Oh yeah, you can play it like it's first person. Yeah, yeah. Like you can totally play it like a normal game. Yeah. But you, you can play it as VR if you really want. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Um, the, that'll the, be terrifying, I think. Um, Doing the whole PT thing? Yeah, it had a little bit of a PT vibe, I thought, because it's in a house and, I mean, it started, you were walking through a corridor and I was like, is this a PT? Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about PT, because wasn't that um, a... Uh, it's a demo, playable... Yeah, but but was, wasn't that, what's his name? Uh, Metal Gear Solid? Norman Regis? Regis. Regis? You're, th- you're thinking of um, the... We're thinking of the same guy. No, but I'm talking the 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 game director. She, oh my god, I forgot the Metal Gear Solid guy. Yep, Kojima. Yeah, Hideo Kojima. Thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> All gonna sound like a hero. Um, um, uh, his, his game or yeah. So he, Jonathan linked me the trailer for that game. Mm-hmm. Some wacky. I feel <laughs> what like is that. So I've heard I've heard other people say this, and I think you might have heard it as well, Savern, that. Um, He's just been let off the off the chain. He's yeah. he's just like sure. he's, I, he's I'm he's got, sure he's had so many ideas. Unbound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is yeah. Kojima unbound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what do you want to do? Do it. Yeah, and he's like, here's, here we here's go. Here's a pile of cash. Just yeah, we'll come back in a few months. Mm-hmm. Give us a game. Yep. <laughs> um, but that was a completely insane trailer. It didn't yeah. tell me anything about the game. I don't yep. want to play that game. Well, <laughs> wasn't wasn't that the like the um, Phantom Pain trailer as well was just like, what is this? There was a I space whale. Like the, the, there was yeah, a giant whale killed, in there. Killed dead whales. No. Yeah, yeah, hey, man. You, like, you like sky whales <laughs> in Phantom Pain? Yeah, in the no, first in the first trailer for it. No, when it was the whole like what? it was under a different. Um, it, yeah, it was that Moby Dick. Yeah, it was un- under like a different studio, but actually, like that studio was like an anagram or, or okay. whatever for like Jimbo sure. or Konami or something. Why not? Yep. Yeah, and it was all like if you went to their website, there were like these hidden links to to, just, to other things, and yeah, just be a, just make a normal game, man. <laughs> but I mean, he's known, I, I he's like known the, for these crazy his, trailers his, that his don't wacky. say anything about the game. <laughs> I don't know, but that make you go, "This looks amazing." <laughs> Didn't though? It made me go, "This looks pretentious." Yeah. <laughs> It, it kind of did, but <laughs> but I'm He's interested. Got a I'm interested. Made of USB sticks. <laughs> what is going on? I'm, I'm All intru- the whales are connected to wires. What? <sighs> it's got it's it's got me interested, and I and we're talking about it. So yeah, yeah, I, I really like that tra- yeah. trailer. actually. Okay. Fair enough. It is a You're little. Wrong, I mean, but- it straight up is just like, what the hell is this? I, I like the um the presence of like looking at in the sky and you see these. Figures floating. Yeah, that, that's that was creepy. pretty cool. So oh, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Meh. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait until there's some actual gameplay. Did, did you see that he had a baby? Yeah, and it, 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 it turned into black goo. It was didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, he had little tar hand stains. Is that the one part of that trailer that didn't make any sense? No, n- <laughs> there was no part of that trailer that made sense. If there was one part that made sense, I'd be talking about that. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about um, Horizon Zero Dawn because this is a game I know you guys right. are excited yeah. about. Huge fan. I'm um, excited about it. So this is um, 
I think this is the one that pushed you over the edge. Yeah, You're yeah. actually going to get a PlayStation. So, um, yeah, Severna's been on to me for like years <laughs> saying, you, you got to get a PlayStation. Ever since Bloodborne. Ever since Grand Theft Auto, you've been oh, saying, yeah, you got to get a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> and then it came to PC, I was like, I don't need a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Bloodborne. Um, yeah, Blake last, had a last three last game last, rule. Then. Had a four game rule of like, once four great games come out that I can only play on PlayStation, I'm going to get a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And Horizon Zero Dawn is the fourth one. Yep. So. So, to I me, mean, it yeah. reminds me of um, The Witcher. It does, with, yeah. With robot animals and dinosaurs. Yeah. See, it, it reminds me of Monster Hunter. So it's some Someone radioing outside yeah, someone, your door. Someone's radioing. Maybe yeah. we should wait a little while. It's contamination. It's, um, so anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, the podcast is coming from this room. <laughs> it's coming from inside uh, the building. <laughs> um, so I, had, I think I had the opposite reaction to you guys. Right. I saw... So I remember when we talked about the first trailer, I think maybe even from the last E3. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was you a year had, ago. You had something against that weapon. That one the weapon. Rope, the that, shooting weapon. That, that yeah, didn't make down. any sense. Yeah. yeah, I had something against that because it, it did the opposite of what physics dictates. I can understand that because... And it and it showed up again in this trailer and did the exact same thing. I, like looking at that thing, um, the you, you can see that there's like an... Like it shoots the rope and there's like an arrow sticking out yeah. where the rope is attached. Yeah. That does not look like that. Looks like it would snap right in half. Well, more than that, what what that that does not prevent the thing from attacking you. That's true. That thing, all all it needs to do is run towards the player. Yep. Yeah. The rope won't do anything, right? The rope only the only way surrounding something with ropes works is if you surround it on all sides, yeah, so yeah. there's equal tension. Yeah. That's hard in the game. So I'm, I'm well, that's my there. point. Is that it, either either you make that a requirement of the weapon, or the the weapon needs to be different mm. because. As soon as I see that, I'm taken out of that, like immersion. Well, it still had like with one rope attached, it still had maneuverability. Like it could still move around. But but all it was clearly like just a, a numbers under the hood thing, where it's yeah. just like apply four ropes and it's trapped, mm. as opposed to apply the ropes in the correct in positions. Like think about spots, the physics yeah. and think about like well, and and also especially because that game, um, she's like targeting specific areas yeah. already to do damage. Yeah. It's, you it could do that for rope. Absolutely. You could have rope ports that yeah. you have to shoot the rope into. And it whatever. could be why? Why is it limited? Like it, it the, what it looked like to me is when you shoot the monster or like the robot or yeah. whatever it is, she immediately shoots the ground like automatically. Yeah. Um. And so the that connection is made. Yeah. But you're removing some freedom from the player by doing that. Right. Right. It if if the task is shoot. The, the robot and then find a surface to stick it to oh, okay. and yeah. then and then it's bound by the real rope physics well, like you could bound, you could yeah. bind it to a rock you could bind it to that house whatever um, that makes it for a much more dynamic and interesting gameplay experience and it's no longer just apply four ropes and you win yeah um, um, I'm it, not too bothered by that though no I mean <laughs> so the other thing that really bothered me in that in that trailer because I, I had the opposite you guys are right. excited I was like ugh. And I know we've got a listener who who works on that game. Yeah. I think he was an artist, and yeah. the art looks great. Yeah, it it's does. A beautiful it looks, looking it looks game. Fantastic. But man, that dialogue is horrendous. I oh, no, oh, hold on. Oh, 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 l- l- let me chime in here. Sure. <laughs> the thing is, Gorilla. Yeah, Gorilla Games are notoriously famous for having bad dialogue <laughs> and bad stories. This, that doesn't excuse so them. <laughs> it does not excuse them. It, it, it's sad. It seems like it's a it's a studio thing. Turn back, corrupted robot ahead. <laughs> Well, what would I you... want to see the corrupted robot. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, you, you're just gonna have to give give that a pass. There's also, I'm, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. It takes me. If if it's 
I don't know. It's just they all talk like Americans and oh my god, there was just one scene where it was like you're crazy, don't go that way. I don't run away when something needs to be done. Okay. <laughs> needs to be like, done. Man, Nick, you're really right? it up, man. I, I'm <laughs> only very loosely paraphrasing. It was literally, it was it was pretty close to that bad. Uh, I have to I have to rewatch it. Because, I mean, I was totally in awe of like We're going to watch it thing. after this podcast. Yeah. We're going to watch was, it. Um, apparently, there was, uh, I don't think it's on the internet, but there was like some behind closed doors like actual demo stuff sure. of a lot more dialogue <laughs> oh boy like there was a lot of like going around and like uh into a village and talking to people and getting yeah. quests and you know like um dialogue wheel stuff yeah you know? so it's it's possible that this was just for like the demo video that they have yeah they, 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 they record bad audio for the demo or, or that they they appeal to the lowest common denominator we, uh, there's might be some guy somewhere who doesn't understand the context for this. Sure. Let's spell it out. And Let's, we've and talked. We talked last year about the um the girl's audio while she's doing stuff. Yeah. And I mean that's straight up for for the, the trailer. The for the trailer yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's so much better than the alternative. I think. Oh. Uh, I no. I would much prefer that than having the fake like player dialogue or someone standing there going oh here comes the thing well, Let, let's let's see what he's gonna do so then great I, job jeff to me, just let the game speak for itself like don't it, it is no but it's not <laughs> it's, it's the game it's the game speaking fakely yeah, but, for i mean as, as you said stilted as you just said for the lowest common denominator it's just helping them over that that hurdle do, i don't think you should be you appealing should. to the lowest common denominator uh, 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 if you um don't challenge your viewer yeah even if even if it's just passive viewing if you're not challenging them they're not yeah. engaged you know if, I, if there's an it. l if if there's something they don't understand that doesn't immediately mean they're gonna go like i don't care about this it means they're gonna you know sit there and try and figure it out and that means they're gonna be paying attention i think yeah um you don't think they just want to play it safe for e3 oh they absolutely do yeah. but that's the problem yeah is they're playing it too safe and as a result it's harming Whereas, my experience whereas like is Kojima, someone who wants to be challenged. Oh, whereas Kojima is the exact yeah, opposite. So, so. so, I mean, that was a dumb, pretentious trailer. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I I was engaged right. and I was like, what is? I was watching, going, what is this? What is going on? Uh, okay. Whereas, like, I was watching the Horizon Zero Dawn trailer, going, ugh. I'm being told exactly what's uh, going on. Yeah. Why? So somewhere in the middle is your your ideal trailer yeah just give me a little context and yeah. then let me f- like what let me just watch the game play itself out or or yeah. you know um leave some mystery did did any games interest you uh, um, i noticed they weren't any clash royale no there were the, uh, the clash royale yeah. press conference yeah, yeah. 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 we're all yeah. lacking clash royale uh, <laughs> um i'm still E3. excited for cuphead yeah uh, I they, didn't see anything of it this year. Like I know they, it was around, they released videos early. It. They it oh, was okay. of um, platforming levels. Mm-hmm. Right, it's that's no longer cool. just a boss rush. Yeah, that's cool. They have like um, actual like ashing platforming, shooting, Sweet. power ups, and avoiding. And that that game is like I can't believe that that's gameplay. Right, that, that animation stuff looks like I'm watching a cartoon. It's, that's I'm so excited. For Back that. in the 1920s. Back in the 20s. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah. basically it. <laughs> just got um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I when I I get about, annoyed. What about? What about oh what? no! What were you gonna say? Sorry. I just get annoyed at like the the sequels and oh sure. Um, and I get annoyed at the sort of the lowest common denominator appealing sort of mm. stuff that ha- tends to happen at E three. So you can't you can't overlook that stuff. Bad dialogue. Um, 
it when it's a game that is meant to immerse you mm. and, and it's like mm. picture this amazing world where humans have been gone for thousands of years and robotic dinosaurs roam the land and then an american woman says i'm gonna go help them villagers <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore. <laughs> That's a deal breaker for you? Like, yeah, because... Like, I can deal with, like... I, I can totally deal with bad dialogue. But that, it takes me out of the moment. It's it's I'm no longer immersed, because yeah. I, as a player, would not be saying that. That's true. If if you're if you're trying to sell me on a world, let the character be my conduit. Don't let the character tell me what's happening. Mm. I think this is why visuals and graphics are so important for video games. Because it breaks immersion yeah. for some people. Yeah. This is why um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I can see that, it. but I, dialogue is the same thing, and yeah. even bad gameplay can can break the immersion. No, I'm with you. Yep. If if you need to be internally consistent, I think that's mm. really what it comes down to. Mm. You have to be consistent with your what your the world you're creating, and I I felt like they weren't being consistent. The whole rope thing that's, that's a big part of it. It's inconsistent with the world they're creating. Sure. Look how realistic these plants are, and and look how dumb these ropes act. Yeah. Would you be okay with it if the ropes had a little bit of, like, electricity, like, particles on it? No, because um, it's freaking ropes. And then you're like, and then you're like, ah, that, that, uh, that dinosaur is, m- like, moving in that way because it's getting electrocuted. Well, here's, here, let me, let me, let me describe an alternative. Um, it's a chain that, uh, locks in place once it's made a connection with the ground. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a solid pole. Oh right! Right yeah. then, it's like great. It's it's totally stiff. You can't move forwards or backwards. Mm. That's cool. That's a weapon. I would I would be like hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you're you're clearly shooting ropes, and they're clearly not acting mm. like ropes. Um, it, electricity. I would I would give. I would be definitely more forgiving for. Yeah. Because um, at least you can be like, you like it's you, magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. What if that was magic, magic in this rope. game? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, that explains it's it's I would be like less critical <laughs> for sure. But when you're yeah. trying to sell me on this realistic sure. environment, I still think the game looks great, and I'm gonna buy a PlayStation Play. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, dude, you've got a lot of sweet games. I to do. I'm looking forward <laughs> to next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm, we we might be out of time. Are we? Yeah, we're way out of time. Um, so um, okay. Uh, we'll we will talk about more of this stuff in the next episode. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yeah, sure. um, we'll we'll come up with some notes. We're gonna watch some trailers. Yeah. We're gonna quote some dialogue. <laughs> oh, uh, just before we go, um, talking about E3. Yeah, what was your favorite like sort of non uh, like? What was your favorite E3 quirky thing that happened? Like, don't bring for, this up for me. It was like <laughs> the screaming woman at the Bethesda mm-hmm. um, conference. Like, did you you saw? You I haven't that? seen that yet. She's, I, she's I know amazing. you posted a clip online. She's I incredible. Like, so bad. She's great. <laughs> I want to watch it after this. And um, yeah, and uh, I, Brandon on uh on on our Facebook group uh linked a uh, an image of um <laughs> of uh, a um interview happening, and yep. this dude between the two people just standing there staring at the camera with a gi- eating a giant turkey leg. <laughs> USA, <laughs> USA. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. This is Trump's America, Severin. <laughs> hey, man, um, I'd like a turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, Did you guys pick up on any weird, bizarre things like um, that, that? Just that that trailer, <laughs> that Hideo Kojima trailer. Just, oh, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This, E3 is, is a, a place where really weird stuff goes down. I remember, this is my one little quick anecdote. I was seeing, I may, I may have talked about this before. I, was, I went to see... Um, 
World of Tanks. They had right. a huge booth. And I had like a one of the first morning sessions with them. So they have this room in their booth where they do interviews. And I walked in and the CEO of World of Tanks, which at that point was like the most popular online game in like yeah. Europe, yeah. making millions of dollars a day, I think. Um, still pretty big, I think. Yeah, still yeah. Is, it's still big. Um, and he was uh, lying shirtless on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked in and he was like, oh, and he like grabbed his shirt and put had it on. Had he been sleeping and there? I think he had to be sleeping <laughs> like, there. Oh my God. Uh, and there, and like his other, like his VP or whatever was oh. there as well. And they were looking real blurry eyed. Welcome to World of Tanks. Oh man. That guy, by the way, the CEO of World of Tanks is probably one of the most interesting oh, CEOs yeah. I've ever interviewed. He's just, he's just colorful. He's very, he's a strange, yeah, entertaining man. Um, if I don't know, there might be interviews online. Look him up. We'll, we'll, yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah. Um. All right, we really should go. We're like way over time. Um. If you've got any, we, we're not. We haven't answered any questions today. We're not going to answer any questions because we're out of time. There was just so much to cover. Um. But we are in need of questions. So if you've got questions, email frenziequestions at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to answer them. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, maybe you want to share some E3 things, highlights that yeah. you had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, tell us what you liked about E3. Uh, there were so many E3 streams, like it was impossible to catch. Yeah, this yeah it, just, it takes everything. a while to catch yeah. up on everything. It was the first year I couldn't actually watch all the press conferences and keep mm. up with to date with everything yeah. that was announced. I used to, in past years, I used to wake up at like yeah, same four in the morning yeah, to yeah. watch them. Yeah. This year it was different story yeah, this, yeah. Um, uh, you can tweet at front seat cast and get in contact with us that way link us some videos from E3 you like um, you can go to our Facebook page facebook.com slash front seat cast and contact us there as well and we've got the website which I often yeah. forget exists uh, front seat gamer dot wordpress dot com so cool visit any of those get in contact with us let us know what you thought of E3 let us know what, if you've got any questions if you've got any questions about prophecy or creation of it whatever talk to us love to hear from you yeah uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. See you. See ya. See ya. Hey, welcome to episode, um, like, two of something. It's not... What? Two of something? Whatever. What is this podcast called? Something... Video games? Oh, you've it's Team been video so games. long that you've forgotten. Yeah. Post, post beta. It's called, it's, yeah, it's called <laughs> pre-alpha. <laughs> pre-alpha podcast. Pre-alpha. Pre-alpha. Episode 87 of Alpha Numeric. <laughs> alpha Numeric. Oh, no, I know what you wanted. You <laughs> wanted, like, Comedy Gamer Bang. Ghoulies or something, didn't you? No. Like, three Gamer Grumps or something. No. Yeah, no, you totally did. <laughs> no. That sounds like you know. You wanted like, I, I, yeah, you totally wanted like, game of ghoulies. I'm so game sure you wanted game no, of ghoulies. Definitely not. That's not a thing at all. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm so sure. I'm pretty sure you dreamed that. And and you were really for it. And then um, me and Savannah were just like, no way. Game of ghoulies? No. Yeah. I thought pre-alpha was was. Oh, it was it was uh, after we realized that we had to change our name from pre-alpha. Uh, oh and no, wasn't like, it wasn't it underdeveloped? Yeah, underdeveloped for a little while. Maybe that was the one that Anthony was on. Uh, underdeveloped. 
Because I can't remember, like, it seemed like over the course of a day with Underdeveloped, we were all like, yeah, that sounds great. And then over the course of the day, we just all were like, no. Nah. I, I liked it. <laughs> I still liked it. You guys soured yeah. on it. I liked Lazy Devs. That sort of... <laughs> <laughs> underdeveloped and Lazy Devs are like two negatives. <laughs> <laughs> underdeveloped Lazy Devs. <laughs> lazy Devs just makes it sound like we're bad at our jobs. Underdeveloped makes it sound like we're man-children, which we are. <laughs> yep. But Gamer Ghoulies. Gamer Ghoulies. Sure. You're right. We should have been called that. That's a much better name. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, it was something like, because you I could be like, oh, yeah, we're the three, like, Gamer Ghoulies. And we all each have, like, distinct personality. Like, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the sleepy one. And <laughs> you're thinking of the Wiggles. You're, that, that's Jeff that you're thinking of. I think you dreamed this up, bro. <laughs> I, <didn't, it> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think thing? this is real. I don't remember this. I have no memory. It was definitely a thing. How high are you right now? <laughs> oh, that cold brew coffee's going to my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's documentation somewhere of that. I'm going to prove it to you. I would love to see it. You definitely because... said we could each have three personalities. We, each, each each of us has three personalities. That's nine personalities total. <laughs> I've I've hundred percent have never said any of those words. I've never said gamer ghoulies before today. I've never said we could each have three personalities. Oh, uh, if this isn't the intro. I'm so I'll be sorely disappointed. Uh, you know it's the intro. This is, what are you talking about? This is the podcast. This is Game of Ghoulies. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Cool.